Hey, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of The Veterinary Optimist. I'm your host, Jennifer Evans. Today, we have a great conversation with what who I consider to be a great human being. I actually ran across an inspiring story on LinkedIn one day, and I knew that I wanted to reach out and get to know this person better. And it turns out that we made that connection and, and made it happen. So today, I'd like to wait, welcome Dr. Taylor Emery. Taylor is a third year veterinary student at Virginia Maryland College of Veterinary Medicine and is from Tampa, Florida. She graduated Virginia Tech in 2019 with a BA in creative writing while doing the pre-vet requisites and playing on the women's basketball team. She was accepted into vet school in 2019, but deferred for two years to play basketball professionally in the WNPA with the Minnesota Lynx and overseas in both Poland and Israel. After retiring from basketball in January of 2021, Taylor started her clothing brand called Maracate in April. Taylor's had great success by turning it into a six-figure business in only one year, while also being full-time as a veterinary student. She has big goals in veterinary medicine after graduating. She lives with the passion and excitement every day in her life, and she plans to continue to spread love, happiness, and just a little bit of fire to those around her each day. Taylor, two things. One, welcome. And I know I said Dr. Taylor Emery, and I think that's because you're such on the line and you've worked so hard for it that I have no problem giving that out to you because, because it's coming and it's exciting and, and I'm excited to have you here. So, so welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited as well. You know, everybody, everybody works hard for that doctor title. So, you know, I'm humble. I can't take it yet. I still got some work to do. Um, but when that happens, it's definitely gonna be a great, great experience and a really exciting day. Yes. Yeah. See, that's right off the bat. That's what I love about our first connection. When we had that first conversation, I could tell that you were an individual that, um, that put credit where credit was due and also knows what it takes to make, make things like DVMs happen or even getting into college ball, which I know we're going to talk about. Like there's so many things that we have to go through to hit big goals like that. And I, and I love that you kind of honor that journey. That's huge for me. Um, really quick, before we get into your basketball, because I know that's really what I want to start. Can you help me better understand? Is it Maracate? Am I saying that correctly? Uh, Maracate or Marakite, um, whatever rolls off the tongue better is cool. Um, really like really just out here trying to, you know, do big things and show people that there is a place where they belong. There's a place where they can belong and there's a place that will make them feel safe and heard and seen. Uh, and that's what Marakite does. So I'm super excited to see that propelling and see people kind of get to know it and um, really feel it. Yeah. So tell me, where did you get the name for that? Because it's such a unique name. Yeah. So I, um, like, like I said before, I graduated, um, with an English degree. So I love like the play on words. So I was just Googling one day, like a bunch of different, you know, different words from like Greek or Latin, um, and stuff like that to try and figure out what I want to go with. Um, and I actually found it on, on Google. I found Meraki and I was like, oh, I love Meraki, but like everyone's using Meraki. So I don't just want to name it Meraki. Um, and Meraki is Greek for putting your all in everything that you do and leave me piece, piece yourself behind for people to remember you. So I was like, okay, that's dope. Like that's me. Let's go with it. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Can't just stay with Meraki because everybody does it. So I ended, I added my nickname to it, which is Tay. So Meraki Tay is my own thing. Um, it's trademarked. It's got my Afro as the logo. Um, and Nobody can take it from me. 
See, I love that. And you know, what's really cool about it too, is the way that you talk about everybody feeling like they have a place. That's cool that your, your avenue for doing that. Well, one seems like it's going to be veterinary medicine, but two, that you kind of created your own path with this clothing line. And I think there's something super neat about that. And I love the name. I love that you, where you got it from and the history behind it. Did you do, tell me, did you, did you have this in mind before you ended your basketball career? So, um, like when I want to start a business, a clothing brand, I thought about it in high school, but obviously like you need startup money. I had no money then. Um, so throughout college, I mean, I was very much just very, like, let's get to the WNBA, let's get to the league. Let's, let's get that done. Um, because you're, you only have your body for a certain amount of time. So I was like, I need to do that. I need to get that done. Uh, and then I went pro and finishing off my last year pro, uh, over in Israel, probably like two months in or like a month in, I was like, I think I want to start something different. I think I want to go a different avenue. I know I'm probably going to start Vest Cool in the fall of the next year. Um, so let me see what I can do on, you know, doing something that I love, doing something that I enjoy and really tapping into my creative side. And that's what I ended up doing. I ended up working, um, working on getting samples and stuff like that right before the new year of, um, of 2021. So it was 2020. Uh, and I used that money from playing overseas to be able to fund that. And that's how I was able to get my brand off and going. Did you know when you went in to college, obviously you went in to the college path, knowing that you were going to focus on basketball at that point, when you went in, did you know that vet med was going to be a part of that? Or was your, your full focus on, on your basketball career? Yeah. So I wanted to be a vet ever since I was really little. Uh, I did want to do that. And then I went to, I ended up getting a scholarship to Tulane University my freshman year, uh, straight out of high school. And when I went there, they're a private school. They're really difficult. Um, and I took their bio class and I said, oh no, I don't know if I can do this science thing. I don't know. I, I want to be a veterinarian, but I don't know if I can balance basketball and being like a bio major, I was like, I don't think that's going to work out right now. Uh, so I actually ended up changing my my path to Homeland Security because I've always been interested in being a, a detective as well. Really weird fact. I loved Launder SVU ever since I was about seven. Um, so that's kind of all I used to watch. And so I've always wanted to be like a like a helper. Like I didn't want to be a cop. I want to be like a detective, somebody who solved cases, somebody who's always moving their mind around. I thought that was awesome. Uh, so that's kind of what I did my freshman year. And then when I went to uh, my sophomore year at junior college, when I transferred uh, because you couldn't sit out, of, you had to sit out a year going D1 to D1. So I went JUCO instead. And when I went there, I decided I want to switch gears and go to my creative side. And I actually got an associates in arts uh, communications. And I was like, okay, well, this is fun. I like this. And when I got to tech, I finally uh, went to tech uh, my junior year of college. That's when I was like, okay, I want to, I want to attempt this veterinary medicine thing. Um, when I was getting recruited by these schools, I actually going out of JUCO, I narrowed it down to all schools with, with vet schools. So I was between like Virginia Tech. I was between um, Oklahoma State. I was between Purdue. Um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do to be able to get to veterinary medicine. So I chose my next path based on going to veterinary medicine. And when I went to tech, that's when that all sort of fallen into place. And I talked to the person who was the head um, of dean of, dean of admissions, and she was like, you don't have to major in science. 
you should major in something that you enjoy. And that's how you get to, you can get to vet school that way, just doing the prereqs. And I was like, oh, thank goodness, because doing all this bio and chem and stuff, it's really not that fun for me. <laughs> but being able to write and do all that stuff, that was a lot of fun for me. Well, that's an interesting fact for anybody looking to go into vet school, because I think there's a couple things that really stand out about your that portion of your story, Taylor, is one, you now have this um, different degree that can serve in a, in a unique way to veterinary medicine, like whatever your path is. And two, you kind of helped minimize, I'm going to say the word damage, but I don't know that I mean it in like a physical form. Like you minimize damage that could have been done going and having to major in some of these classes that you felt like was some form of, of almost being defeated from the beginning because of how difficult they really were. And that they're not a necessity for you to get to this place of being able to practice veterinary medicine and, and live this passion. And, and that's really just a, a neat aspect to it. Another thing that really stood out about the story that you were telling is that it, it's interesting how people can have these passions, like even going back to uh, law and order SVU when you're a kid, right? Like mm -hmm. you often knew that you had interest in being a vet when you're a kid. Well, essentially like veterinarians are detectives, right? Like these, these pets can't talk, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't put words to it. You can't ask them if their stomach hurts, you know, like in veterinary medicine, we're consistently having to put puzzle pieces together. And yeah. if that's something that really interests you, the, the crossover with that will, will only serve you on a much higher basis, in my opinion. You know, I think sometimes, yeah. and this is my own personal thing about it, and you're so young and have such a beautiful career in front of you, but I think that, that sometimes people get into veterinary medicine and they don't have a taste of really anything else. They go right from high school, right into vet school, right into practicing medicine. And, and I think that the neat part of your story is not only are you going into veterinary medicine, but you've been able to experience creative writing. You've been able to experience professional basketball. You've been able to experience uh, starting your own business, right? Like everything that you've learned from those things and the failures that went along with them, the successes that went along with them, that's going to serve you in your next path of your journey. And there's something really cool about that. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely noticed that even just having the arsenal that I have, it's been able to help me be a lot more calmer than my peers um, with things surrounding me. Because I mean, just full transparency, I failed my first class in vet school. And I was like, you know what, I'm not failing out of vet school. And I locked in and I ended up passing the next class, which is supposed to be the harder class than the first class. Um, and I did that without like, without getting down on myself, without being super depressed about it, without thinking that there's no way I can come back. Like I was very much like, you know what, this happened, this sucked, but we're going to bounce back. And I think that's a lot of what basketball and life has taught me before this. That's so funny. I was about to ask you out of all of the things that you've done, whether it's starting a business, whether it's doing professional basketball, like what portion of it do you feel like best prepared you to handle some of the hiccups that you can run into in vet med right like it is hard that's yeah it's a that's a difficult path to take there's a reason why um 
we there's such a focus right now on making sure that you honor your like physical and mental well-being during you know this these schooling years and the first couple of years of starting out as a practice as a as a veterinarian you know like I, I was I'm curious if you felt like it was basketball that that served that more or or was it maybe starting your business or was it traveling so much I mean what do you think it was that served that the most Honestly, it was kind of all of it. I've taken the positive and negatives from everything that's kind of happened in my life and been able to just use it in what's happening now. Like, yeah, basketball taught me how to be, you know, um, strong-willed and um, being able to take something on head headstrong. But so is my business. I mean, my business almost went belly up too uh, a couple months in. And um, just being able to stay on top of that has really helped me as far as that as well. And then there was something else I was about to say. Hold on. Okay, so like with basketball in itself, like something that it, it has taught me that's been able to relay on to my life now is that with basketball, like you're if you're expected to be at practice, you're expected to to be at games, you're expected to be here and be there at certain times. Uh, you don't have like your own schedule to kind of, you know do whatever with it. Um, if you're sick, sure. Sometimes you can take a day off, but most times you're not going to, because then you're going to be looked at as weak, weak minded, weak willed. Um, and I've noticed that that's been a little bit in veterinary medicine that I've seen. Um, but something that I've been able to take from basketball is saying, putting my foot down and saying no to that. Um, there's been times where, you know, I am sick and I can't make a day in clinics and I'm like, you know what? I should probably go, but I know that that's my basketball telling me that I need to go. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I was just like, look, nope, I got to take my day off. I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. And I'm very big on mental health and taking care of myself. And that's something that basketball taught me because I felt like basketball in itself, I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And being able to bring that to vet med. And I mean, I've had some of my peers, some of my friends and my family being like, how can you sit there and walk in there and just be like, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, because I'm not risking my mental health. I'm not risking my emotional health to say yes to something that I know I shouldn't be saying yes to. Mm. Being able to set boundaries from the beginning will serve you so well. It, there is no question about it. And I, that's another one of those things, Taylor, like that's a lesson in life that you learn that just sticks with you. And to have that before you even get to become a veterinarian is a big deal. It is a big deal because it is clear just by statistics. And I mean, just literally anywhere you look in vet medicine right now that I think we've struggled with setting boundaries uh, as a yeah. profession. Um, yeah. And it's kind of exciting to see what it looks like whenever we're empowered to to set those boundaries, to know that like no is a full sentence and to know that, that if we, if our cups are full and we have focused on ourselves, that we are going to show up better for anybody in our life. And that includes our patients, our families, our right. team members, all of that. So yeah, I totally yep. dig that. Okay. So then here's this question. What do you feel like is, um, two of your biggest challenges? So let's say between playing professional basketball, deciding to retire out of that, going into vet school, starting your company, right? Like all of these things that have kind of simultaneously happened over the course of the last couple of years. What do you feel like has been your two biggest challenges? Um, hmm, two biggest challenges. I would say that my first challenge was being able to sit down and study. Um, especially being like being in life for two years and also 
getting like majoring in creative writing, I never had to take tests besides for my prereqs, right? So I was always really engaging my like right side of my brain. So I was engaging like my creativity. I was, I was engaging all that fun stuff. Um, I never really had to type tap into being able to take a multiple choice question test. Um, and I know like when I took my first test in school, I said, Oh no, oh no, <laughs> I don't know what I got myself into. <laughs> so being able to, you know, adjust and learn how to test take, um, has been a journey in itself. And I've also noticed that I kind of studied different different now too. So I study to be able to, yes, pass a test, but I've also noticed that I take things that I know they're not going to ask a question on, but I embed into my brain because that's what you need to know in clinics. So mm -hmm. I've been like able to kind of find that happy medium lately. And that's been really cool. Um, I would say another one, you asked for two challenges, correct? Yeah. yeah I would love okay. to have another one. Okay. Um, I would say another one has been trying to make time for life events, I would say. Um, I always make time for the happy ones, um, but I did lose my friend due to suicide in September of last year. So um, I had to make time to grieve, but I didn't want to because I had so much on my plate. I was like, I don't have time to feel sad. Like I, I just cannot feel sad. I need to be able to take care of what I need to take care of right now. Um, and then I can feel sad later. Well, I did that. And then my entire winter break was a hot mess. Um, it, I wish I had taken that time then to be able to continue on and really grieve in the right process because I felt like I couldn't because life didn't stop, you know, like it was hard for me to even get the approval for certain things to be able to go to a funeral, to be able to take the time off that I needed. And if you did, if you took too much time off, well, now you got to restart the, the, the semester. And I was like, I'm not putting myself behind. My friend would be mad about that. Like we're not doing that. Um, but I, I think that was one of my biggest challenges, being able to make time for the negative events that happen in your life and being able to allow yourself to grieve even when you've got so much whirling around you. Mm. Wow. Um, we're going to unpack a couple of these things. I think there is such, I think that a couple of things that you have just said has really brought to light why I felt like I clicked with you so well right off the bat. You, your self-awareness and your vulnerability, whether you consider it a vulnerability or not, is about being open about talking about your challenges or things that you've had to adjust to. Um, that's massive, Taylor. I don't know if you know how big that is because there are a lot of people that struggle with a lot of the things that you've just said and they're not willing to say it out loud, right? And then what happens is you pack it away or you hide it or you don't relate to somebody. And then the next thing you know, you think you're either crazy or alone or, or whatever that thought process leads you to. And Sometimes it just takes that one person coming along to say some of the things that you just said that for someone's life to go off and be like, oh yeah, that I feel that way sometimes. And I'm, I'm grateful that other people feel that way because I thought it was just me. Um, that can be a game changer for many people. And I like, I hope you know that because just think about the things that you talked about even now when it comes to the profession that you've chosen. Like you're talking about being able to take time to process all of the emotions that come along with everyday life. Well, everyday life in veterinary medicine produces a lot of emotions and that doesn't even include your home life. Right. And to be aware of that, to be aware that you as a human need that time to process whatever emotions are showing up 
is a big deal to be able to sit on a podcast and talk about having to teach yourself to take tests. That's a big deal. There's not a lot of 26 year olds that would get on a podcast, be as confident, be as successful and, and, and give off the vibe that you get give. And also in the same breath, talk about like, I have to teach myself to do these things and I have to, that's going to, that's going to change somebody's life. Like that'll change that. And that's a big deal. I hope that you keep feeling empowered to show up as yourself just like this at all times, because it's a, it's a force to be reckoned with, you know, and I totally dig that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm very big on, you know, being yourself, no matter what, no matter what gets thrown at you, be yourself because everything that's meant for you will come for you, especially if you're being your true self. No, same. Like I want, I am, I live my life by the golden rule. I'm going to treat people the way that I want to be treated because I, it's the same thing like with our animals. I want to treat someone else's pet the way that I want my pet to be treated. Like I want to, you know, someone to treat my family the way that I want to treat someone's family the way that I want them to treat my family. Like it's just, especially being, and I, I'm sure you might relate to this a little bit, like being a queer woman in this world is not always the easiest thing. Right. And we face sometimes in the, like, sometimes we just face things where it's like, I can't, I would never treat somebody that way. I would never do that. Yeah. You know? So I just believe yeah. in putting out what I want to receive. I dig that. Okay. Well then, Moving on from the challenges, being a third year vet student, you officially graduate in one year? One and a half, 1.5, baby. Yes. Okay. So what are you most excited about when it comes to, to moving into your veterinary era? I'm most excited about really seeing, like, seeing the faces on people and, like, being able to see the development of animals like getting better like being able to see the change that you can make when you help someone i think that is a beautiful thing um and i love helping animals i mean we all do this is what we do in the profession we love that um but it really just feeds my soul being able to help and being able to see people's faces light up being able to see um the progression of a healthy of a non-healthy animal becoming healthy um and i'm really excited for that part you know there's also something really cool about like being the human that helps ease a family member who's going through loss or trying to better understand a chronic illness that's not going to get better or um it just even little things on end of life right like being that person that can even support that side of it if you've got a way to honor the 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 emotions that go along with all of that, you're going to be unstoppable. Uh, and that there's something that's just really neat. So, okay. And I, I'm enjoying this conversation. So I'm going to ask another one. Okay. <laughs> talk about vet medicine and the things that you're looking forward to. I know because of previous conversations, you have a certain area that you're focused on. Can you tell me a little bit about what, what that is? Yeah. So I want to do shelter medicine. Um, I've been told by a lot of different people that it is a dying industry and they were like, why do you want to do that? And I said, well, because at the end of the day, like I 
want to help. Um, so I want to do shelter medicine, but I also have a unique portion of it to where I want to do, um, I want to have a shelter, an animal shelter attached to a homeless shelter and being able to intertwine those, uh, to keep families together, to help stray animals, to help, um, to help those who need it, um, both on the human aspect and on the animal aspect. And that's something that I've been passionate about since, uh, my going into my senior year of college, uh, my sister actually, she had six kids at the time and she ended up homeless. Uh, and I had to take in her four preteen boys for the summer. Uh, that was a journey <laughs> being a 21 year old, uh, now, uh, auntie mother of four boys. So that was interesting. Um, but I had to do it, uh, because you show up for family, you show up for those that you love. And that's what I did. Um, and my sister, she couldn't keep her family together in these homeless shelters. Like they wouldn't allow men and women to stay together. Wouldn't allow families stay together. She also didn't want to drag all her kids through that. And I was like, you know what? Like if there was a system that could help you to keep your family together, to make sure you don't have to give away your dog. You don't have to live in someone's basement. Like you guys, there's someone that can, there's someone or something that can help you guys get on your feet and keep you guys together at the same time. That would be a beautiful thing. And I knew I was going veterinary medicine uh, in that, in that time. And I was like, how can I do this as well? And I was like, you know what? Let's put them together. And so that has been my passion since, and that's my end goal. Um, and that's what I want to do as time progresses um, and be able to really tap into that and help. Mm. Uh, a couple things. I believe that the unhoused community, um, in this country is at what feels like crisis level and every little bit of help that can be pushed that way is well-deserved. Um, I'm grateful that your sister got back on her feet. I'm grateful that you were the human that were able to step in and help, um, some of her kids really be able to be stable during that process. And I think it's uh, really neat to put those two passions together. I don't, I don't know how long it'll take you to get there. And I don't know what that journey will look like, but I'm excited to see you when you hit that, that mark. Cause clearly it's going to happen, right? Like if you see it, that if you see it that clearly and you, are dedicated to that path. I don't think there's anything that's going to stop you. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Um, so I ran a, I ran a nonprofit for about six years and okay. shelter medicine, it was a rescue nonprofit and shelter medicine is very much so a dying breed and it is so needed in this world for good veterinarians to come out and be focused specifically on shelter medicine. I'll even take a brief second to make a call out on something that I'll continue to highlight, like equine and large animal are also a dying breed in veterinary medicine. And so anybody being inspired whatsoever about this podcast, about going either in to vet medicine or specializing or having a, a certain area of interest, it's definitely worth keeping on your radar because veterinarians in those spaces are so needed. They're so needed. Yeah. So that's exciting. Okay. Yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> well, as we as we bring this conversation full circle, what what do you believe would be two pieces of advice if there's somebody's listening right now that is either about to go into school or let's say they're in school and they're on a different path and they recognize that vet medicine is where they were meant to be. If you mm -hmm. were to give them two pieces of advice. 
what two pieces of advice would you give them? If you're on your way to vet school, make sure you're doing something you love in undergrad. So I was big on majoring in English and just getting my prereqs done because I love to write. And right now I'm even in the middle of writing a book and something like that just really feeds my soul being able to do that. So I think being able to make sure that you that you really do something you enjoy, you know, you don't always have to major in bio. Sure. You might be a little bit behind the mark when you get here, as far as like the stuff you're supposed to know, but you'll get it as you go. I've been able to get it as I go. Didn't get it at first, but that's okay because you get it as you go. Um, and another thing I would say is make sure you make time for yourself when you get here. Um, even my third year, we've had a better schedule to where it's been more so like an undergrad schedule. So, I mean, I've been traveling about every month. Um, not saying you need to travel every month because not every vet student has the ability with um, with my business, stuff like that. Not every vet student has the money to be able to do that. But just being able to find that time for yourself, like I believe in one day a week where it's just you taking care of yourself. And you don't touch any school. You don't touch any of your things you have to do. You take one day where it's you connecting with yourself and whether that's nature or your family or your your animals, like anything. Um, and I'm very big on that because that ends up helping you in the long run. Mm, refill that cup. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm certainly not going to get off of this interview without showing my deep gratitude, like your ability to come out and speak from your heart, your ability to be vulnerable and transparent, your ability to use your voice to make impact, whether it's in shelter community, whether it's in the unhoused community, um, whether it's in vet med, uh, whatever it may be, clothing, all of these things, right? Like you are making your mark and it's not just in one place and it's going to be um, long lasting. And it's a really cool place to be on the outside watching someone incredible shine like that. So I am super grateful. I hope that you continue to empower the people around you. I have, I am the up and coming veterinarians, biggest cheerleaders because vet med, I mean it, vet med's changing right now, right in front of our faces. It's changing. Y'all have the capability to set the tone of what it's going to look like for the next 10, 20, 30 years. That is in y'all's hands. And um, it's clear from my point of view with just some of the things that you and I have talked about, that y'all have all the right things at the forefront of your mind. And that's not something that's always been there. So to watch it um, grow is going to be pretty awesome. And I thank you for that. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a ball and I just love what you do, uplifting all these voices, be able to give them a platform to speak freely. Um, and that, that is, a that is an amazing thing, you know, especially with, with the way the world is right now, you know, if you can uplift some positive voices, you're doing a damn thing. That's Listen, awesome. We're just trying to be optimistic <laughs> and purpose-filled and we're going to make it happen yeah. together. You know what I mean? So yeah, anyway, I thank you so much. I wish you all the best luck and I look forward to maybe connecting again um, after you graduate and start your journey into shelter med. We'll have to keep up yeah. with you move along. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and tell everybody where they can find your stuff in case they're interested in uh, looking up your clothing apparel. Yeah, uh, you can check out my website at marakite.com, M-E-R-A-K-I-T-A-Y.com. You uh, could also check me out on Instagram, marakite underscore. Um, and then, of course, there's my personal account at Tamri01 on Instagram. Love that. I'm going to have to give me a pair of shorts. Okay, Tamri. Hey. <laughs> until next time. Until next time, my friend. All right. Until next time. <laughs>